Episode 13. Israelites' God is not their God. Exodus 3.15 And Yah said, Moreover unto Moses, Thou shalt not say unto the children of Israel, Yisrael, the Yah of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, hath sent me unto you. This is thy name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. Psalm 68 and 4. Sing unto Yah, Elohim. Sing praises to his name. Extol him that rides upon the heavens by his name, Yah, Y-A-H. And rejoice before him. The letter J is 400 to 500 years old. When you see the letter J in the Bible, replace it with Y. His name is not Jah, it's Yah. Psalms 83:18. That men may know that thou, whose name alone is Yah, art the most high over all the earth. His name, he's the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. That's his name forever. His name is Yah, and he is the most high. That's his name. But today, in this symbolic Egypt, we're now referring to the most holy one as the universe. Today, people are calling their God or their higher being as the universe, as if the universe is a God. The universe is defined as totality of known or supposed objects, a phenomenon throughout space, the cosmos, the whole world. It references humanity. It's the world or sphere which something exists. It's the totality of existing things. The word universe comes from the Latin word universus. Una or unis means one. Versus or vertere means to turn, meaning whole world turning. So the universe comes from their depiction of the world being a circle, a ball turning. This is how they have described the universe. But if you look in the Bible, there are no references to universe or there is no exact wording as to universe in the Bible. This name came from the Romans, Japheth's people. Latin and Greek was the official languages of Rome. Remember, at the Tower of Babel, God dispersed Japheth's people to the northeastern parts of the world in their own language, and they would name wherever they went by their names. So Latin was the original language of the Roman Empire, or the Romans. Latin and Greek were their languages. Jasher 10, 2-3 And Yah scattered the sons of men on account of their sin at the tower. All the families disperse according to its language, its land or city. And Yah sent Japheth's lineage back to the north, east, in different countries, but it was in the northeast parts of the world. Erothosthenes is a Greek mathematician. He claimed to make the first measurement of the size of the earth. Erothosthenes was born in Libya, North Africa, but Hold up, the Romans invaded Libya. 
and dominated the country between 146 BC and 672 AD. Japhet enlarging itself. So whenever you hear of Spain did this or Libya did this, you have to research and see who was in control at that time because Japhet's people would go into different countries and literally take over the country. And so this mathematician, he was in Libya, North Africa. He was not from that area. He's from Japhet, but they invaded Libya. So he was there working as a mathematician and he was known to be a Greek mathematician. He was still known by his origin where he actually came from. And he was responsible for determining the size of the earth. They're saying that the earth is round and so the Romans have determined a round earth and we have just taken what they've said and have run with it. But Jubilees 8 and 25 says, and for Japhet came forth the third portion beyond the river Tina to the north of the outflow of its waters. It extends northeasterly to the whole region of Gog and to all the country east thereof. So how can water tread upward or outflow upward if the earth is round? The earth cannot be round. In Genesis 1 and 6, he says he put the firmament in the midst of the waters. So you have the throne of Yah, you have water, then you have the firmament, which is the heavens, and then under the heavens we have the water, and after the water we have the earth or the land. How can it be round? If you look at the heavens and how it's set up in the scripture and just reading just different verses of the Bible and how water is treading upward, water cannot tread upward if the earth is Round. Revelations 14 and 2 says, There was a voice from heaven heard like the voice of many waters, the throne of Yah, water, the firmament, which is the heavens, more water than the earth. In Genesis 1 and 8, God called the firmament heaven. Moving on, Christianity. Where did that come from? We have taken their word that the earth is round. Now we've taken Christianity as if this is the, the religion that God has designed for us to, to live by, to follow. So where did it come from? Well, Christianity came from Roman Judea. Roman Judea is where Christianity came from. Why is it called Roman Judea? Again, the Romans came in to the area where the tribe of Judah was living and invaded that area and took over the land of Judea or the land of Judah. As they invaded the land, they took over Jerusalem. And from them taking over Judea, a land not theirs, they brought forth Christianity. They named Yeshua Christ from the Greek word Christos, meaning anointed one. They translated the Hebrew word Messiah, meaning one who is anointed. Now the word Messiah is in the King James Version, Old Testament, about two times. So Christus or Christos is where we get Christ. Also, we get Chris or Christopher. Remember Christopher Columbus? Yes, that one who came to this country which was not the United States. They renamed it, of course, the United States, where 
the Indians, the American Indians, were actually living here and took over this land and made it their own. But they couldn't make this land without us. They had to go to Africa to bring us in ships to build this nation for free. This is Japhet enlarging himself. Now they've gone into Judea, the land of Judah. They've taken the land and they've actually have taken their religion and combined it with the teachings of Yeshua. They had their own gods. One god in particular was the god called Zeus, Z-E-U-S. Zeus was the supreme deity in the Greek religion. Zeus was the king of Olympian gods. He was the sky and the thunder god, king of the gods of Mount Olympus, king of the gods, god of the sky, lightning, thunder, law, order, and justice. Zeus is king in heaven was a popular saying that Zeus is the king in heaven. Zeus' symbols are the thunderbolt, the thunderbolt which the Olympians carry. Eagle, NASA says, the eagle has landed. The bald eagle is the emblem for the United States. The bull, the oak. They were linked to all sky gods. So Zeus sounds close to Jesus. Not sure if it's the same, but it's very, very close. Makes you wonder, did Jesus come from their Greek god Zeus? It remains to be determined. So Japheth's people, the Romans, take over our land in Judea. They take the word Messiah, which is in the Old Testament twice, and translate it to Christus or Christ. They dropped the Y and created Jesus. Sounds very close to their ancient god, Zeus, but we're not sure. So they're taking Yeshua, and his name is now Jesus Christ. Christian origin is from English, German, and French, all created by Japheth's people. The Romans also began to draw their depiction of what Jesus, or Yeshua, looked like. Their depiction of Jesus was a conventional image of a fully beard Jesus with long hair and white. This came around 300 AD, but did not come established until the sixth century in the Eastern Christianity, Asia and Rome. Leonardo da Vinci was from Italy, a famous painter. He painted his version of what Jesus looked like, which was allegedly his gay lover, Caesar, Borgio. Caesar Borgio was a son of the Pope Alexander of Rome. So these pictures are all over the world worth lots and lots of money because Leonardo was such a famous painter that whatever he painted is worth millions today. Warner Solomon also painted the head of Christ in 1940. He was born in Chicago, but both his parents were from Finland and Sweden. Yes, back to Defet's lineage in the northeastern parts of the world. He also painted a white, blonde, long hair Jesus as well. They changed his name from Yeshua to Jesus Christ. Then they changed his total appearance to a white man with blonde, long hair and blue eyes. When Revelations 15 clearly says, his feet were like fine brass, as burned in a furnace. So it's not just brass was the color of his feet, but they were burnt brass. 
That's blackity black. How do you go from a black Yeshua to a blonde hair, blue eyed, white Jesus Christ for Yeshua to be so holy and so precious to us because of his sacrifice on the stake, the tree where he died for our sins. Why would you touch something that's so holy and so pure unless you had some interior motives that were not pure and that motive was for an agenda that will change the world for centuries? Numbers 24, 24. And ships shall come from Chittim, or Rome, the son of Javan, and shall afflict Asher and Eber, the Hebrews. The Romans take over Jerusalem, Israel, and the scripture says they will also come back in ships and take Judah across the world. But when the Romans came to pick up the slaves from the African coast of Ghana and around that area, they made sure that there were certain protocols there were certain procedures followed before they took the slaves upon the ships. One, the Israelites had to denounce their God. So if they were serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and some of them were, and I'm sure some were also serving some of the gods that were part of that land because Africa is not their land. They're from Israel. We have Judah, you have the Israelites there that are serving their God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and there are others that are serving the gods of the land. And so as the Romans are coming to take the slaves, there was a journey to get those slaves to the port before going on the ships. They had to denounce their God. The Israelites had to denounce their God and accept the God of the Romans. They had to accept this Christian God that they have determined to be their religion. And so the slaves had to accept their God. Their names were changed to Christian names. And they were also baptized before they got on the ship. They were baptized in the Holy Trinity. And we know that the Holy Trinity is nowhere in the Bible. But this again is the religion of the Romans. They developed the Trinity, which makes no sense. God, his son, and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ruach are three separate beings. And there's no scripture to even verify in the Bible a trinity. They baptized the slaves in this holy trinity and then put them on ships, in the belly of ships, stacked on top of one another, where our men and our women were degraded, treated as literally the scum of the earth, packing the slaves on top of each other, where waste had to fall on each other. Not only were they stacked on top of each other, but they were also in chains. These chains bound their hands and bound their feet. They were not even considered to be human. They were considered to be animals. So these Romans have come now. Ham has sold Shem, have sold the tribe of Judah to Japheth, to the Romans. We've had to denounce our God. Forget about our names. Forget about where we come from and accept this whole new way of torture, it wasn't even a life. It was a way of torture. It was so bad that my people had to just jump the ship and just die in the waters. It was better to die in the waters than to be in the belly of those ships chained as, as animals. And so these are the Romans with their Christian religion. They formed it and changed it and made it their own. Again, we mentioned before, they had an agenda. 
They had an agenda as to why they had to change the name of Yeshua. They had an agenda as to why they had to change the appearance of how he looked. Yes, it's important. If it wasn't important how he looked, why did they change his color? Why did they change his name if it was not important? There was no excuse plausible to allow his name to be changed and then to change his appearance when Revelation tells us exactly how he looked. There was no need to do that. The only reason why you would want to change his name and then change how he looked is because you had ulterior motive, which was to rule the world and make the world your own by using a group of people that were the chosen people of the Most High. The changing of his name matters because that's our God. The changing of his skin color matters because we have children growing up thinking that their God is white, with blue eyes and blonde hair. And he looks nothing like that. His hairs of wool. Our black and brown children are growing up thinking that they will never ever be good enough because they are not the skin color of their counterparts. When they are the prized possession, their skin color is the skin color of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But they were never taught that. We were never taught that. We were just taken across these ships, taken to build this land for free. And whatever the Romans fed us, we ate it up, line and sinker. We ate it up, forgetting everything that we were, forgetting where we came from, who we were, who God had called us to be. And yes, we cannot blame them. That's who they are. The Bible says Japheth would enlarge themselves. But we were brought into this because of our disobedience, the same disobedience that took us in the first Egypt when Moses led the Israelites from that Pharaoh. Now we're in another Egypt with another Pharaoh that wants to make this place great again that was never theirs in the first place. Yes, it matters. The truth matters. Yes, we believe in the sacred name of Yeshua HaMashiach. We believe in the sacred name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's our God. I don't know what they're serving, but for them to do what they did to us and call it Christianity, I'm sorry. I only want what's pure and what's holy that comes from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In reading the scriptures, it's important to take the time and understand who are they talking about, where did they come from, and we also have to make sure that we go back to the book of Jasher because the Tower of Babel happened after the flood. Since it happened after the flood, that was the Mecca of sin and debauchery. And as God dispersed the different nations to the different parts of the world in their different countries, they took with them that nature of sin. Japheth's people are outlined in the book of Jasher, which makes sense as to why the Apocrypha, which has all of these great books of the Bible, were not canonized and they're missing from the Bible. Because to put these scriptures and to put these chapters back in the Bible, it pretty much exposes who these people are. And we want truth. We're not trying to bring any attention to any particular being or nation. We just want truth. And since it's been hidden for us for so long, we have every right to research and understand and talk about the truths that we're finding. We see Japheth's people have come into the land of Judea, taken over the land, and have combined what they had from the Tower of Babel with what was happening in Judah. 
the teachings of the Messiah, the teachings of Yeshua. They've combined that together to create their own religion, but this religion was created to take over the world. It was used to take advantage of people, of my people. His name was changed from Yeshua to Jesus Christ. Sounds like Zeus. Christ comes from Christos. Christopher, tell us the world is round. Scripture says something else. People are worshiping and praying to a, a universe, which is not God. Universe is something they created. When you're saying I'm praying and talking to the universe and believe the universe, you're saying that you believe Japheth's God, which is not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The universe, if there is a universe, it can only be made by the Most High. So why would you worship something that he made instead of worshiping the creator? We don't worship something a creator makes. We worship the creator and the creator is the most high. It's Yah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then to take this religion and to use it as a means to enslave millions of people and take them across the world, away from their culture, away from who they are, and just banish, erase their history. We have every right to ask the questions, to talk about what we're learning, and to tell the world what we know and how we're feeling at this point. We're not over slavery. We will never be over slavery. Never, ever, never. All we can do at this point is to pray, to cry out to our God. We're not serving their God. We're serving the God of the Israelites, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We must pray. We must cry out to him. And he will hear our cry if we begin to pray in concert. Pray the same thing. Think the same thing. Understand so you can know how to pray. Our prayers should be something like this. Most High, Yah, we ask you for wisdom. We ask you for wise understanding to know the times that we're living in. We need a heart of discernment to know what is right and to know what is wrong. We need discernment to know what is good and what is evil because everything that may, that may appear good is not good for us. So we ask you, Yah, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob for wisdom, for understanding, to discern what is good and what is bad in Yeshua's name. That needs to be our prayer every single day for God for Yah to help us understand what we're dealing with and who we're dealing with and how to deal with them. This knowledge, this wisdom from the Most High will save us and our family. It will save the generations coming after us. We are no longer surprised with the Christians of this day and age at their churches, at their rallies, doing what they do, supporting their God to make a country that's not even theirs supposedly great again. But side note, it could never be great with the blood of our ancestors crying out and permeating the air they breathe. Nevertheless, our weapon is prayer. As y'all hurt our people and delivered them, he will deliver us as well. Come back to your God. Israelites, come back to your God. Accept Yeshua and live not for today, but live for eternity. Israelites, Judah, Call your God by his name and be healed. Call Yah and be free. Call Yah and be healed. Call Yah and be made whole. Call Yah and be loved. Call Yah and be steadfast. Call Yah and be complete. Call Yah and be restored. Call Yah and be happy. Call Yah and live in peace.
Psalms 111 and 19. He sent redemption unto his people. He has commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. Use it. Use his name. His name is our weapon. Revelations says, I heard a voice from heaven as the sound of many waters. Our God, Yah, is powerful. He is great. He is everything that we're not and everything we want to be. As we seek truth, seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthroars.com. We don't claim to know everything, but we are seeking to know all we can because we serve a great, great big Yah who loves us and cares for us. And we want truth and we are searching and searching until we find all the truth that we can ascertain. So let truth war, let truth reign, let truth speak, and let truth set you free. Be free. Truth roars, truth reigns, truth speaks, truth sets me free. Please see podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com.